Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Dave. Yo. Did you get enough turkey, man? You know what? I actually am not a big turkey guy. I don't like turkey that much. But I, I, so I guess I did have enough. I had a little, and that was enough. Not a turkey guy. No. Huh? How about you? Oh, I, I got my fill. Yeah, you look like you're full of turkey. I had- <laughs> this I is the that. Believe in Forty Niners <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast you Network. Into that one. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock, and uh, yeah. You know, I I'm a turkey guy. You know, I, I don't do the uh, really dark meat, light meat, dark meat, dark, dark meat. meat. I don't okay. I don't do the beef. I don't do the swine. Oh, you don't do beef or no, pork. No beef or okay. pork. No. Okay. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm a turkey guy. That's so you, why you're I have absolutely so much right meat ab- around my house. You're right. absolutely right about that. Um. So yeah, a, a lot to get into on this show. How's your Thanksgiving, man? It's good. Wonderful. Yeah. Round family. It was good. Um, so many things to be thankful for. I kind of go through that roll call every day, though. I don't I don't just save it up for the holidays. For the holidays. But yeah. But how about yeah. you, man? It, it was cool, man. I uh, last week we, we talked about my brother being in town. We went, went to go see the Rams and the Ravens play. Oh, that's and right. So he was, that's right. So he was in town for Thanksgiving. And um, so that was cool. Got to see him on Thanksgiving and. He, so he's lived in Alabama most of his adult life. What part of Alabama? Mobile. Mobile. He's, he's down Mobile. south. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so when he was long 18, way from where I grew yeah. up. So when he was eighteen, he 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 took off, and so um, I want to say that's the first Thanksgiving we spent together. Oh wow! Unless like, pride, like child, like early early childhood. Wow. Um, but well, that I can remember. Um, well, I so, bet that was great. Yeah. yeah, so that that was cool. And then you know, plenty of uh, plenty of football. Uh, you know, I do the high school games down here, and uh, so it's championship weekend uh-huh. down here. Yeah. Um, so a, a my lot. high school lost in the semifinal round. Uh, they lost semifinal tough. round to to to, to another school in the county too. <laughs> they lost. They lost to another school. Right there. You, we lost in our backyard. I wouldn't even feel so bad if it had been a school, you know, from the other side of yeah. the state or Mobile. But in, or in the same county, though. I mean, literally. That hurts. In, in the same, I that mean, hurts. walking distance. That yeah. hurts. I uh, got to be a part of an instant classic, man. It was, uh, it was that good. It's something I don't know that we'll ever see again. Top two teams in the country. Top two quarterbacks in the country. Oh, wow. And, um... The, the, Modern day St. John Bosco. Modern day led twenty eight to five at one point. Mm-hmm. They led twenty eight to twelve at the half. They lost thirty nine to four. Thirty nine to thirty four. Um, and so it was just a great second half by Bosco. So those two quarterbacks, one going to Alabama, one going to Clemson. We could see this again down the road, but you on, probably will. But on on the high school level, not sure that we'll ever see that again. So that that was cool. Um, delaying the inevitable here. Okay, I know. Obviously, I know. Some, something to get into, right? Plenty to get into on this show. We'll talk a little bit about Jimmy G. Um, ball handling issues, ball control issues. Does ED think that's a problem? Um, I certainly do, and, and I'll tell you why. How was this defense able to hold the Ravens to just 20 points? Um, Fred Warner is the man. 
um, and we'll talk a little bit about him uh, a little bit on this as well. Also, Ed, not sure if you're aware, and for those of you scoring at home, this is our Ed podcast. This is episode number twenty-five. Okay, this one okay. should be special. Then. Yeah, so th- this is going to be special. So, Either that or short and sweet. We'll see. <laughs> so, wh- so wherever you want to go, wherever you want to <laughs> take this, um, you know, we'll we'll continue to remind the, the, the people of of your greatness and and what you were able to do. Well, in, that's going to be a short in memory. in the colors, as you like to say it. Um, but uh, I did not expect to be as affected by this game as I was at the conclusion of it. Um, meaning? Meaning they lost, and I took it kind of hard. I took it kind of hard. Okay. I, I took it harder than I thought I would take it. Um, I figured Why? They'd, they'd go out there. I wasn't sure. I told you this game scares me, right? And so I wasn't really sure how this team would be able um, you know, to stack up against the Ravens. You know, obviously defense travels, so I had a mm-hmm. lot of faith in the defense, but um, I, I, did, I wasn't sure, you know. I wasn't sure about the offense. I wasn't sure just how it was going to play out. Um, and I knew that was going to be a tough place to go into and to come out with the win. Um, they didn't come out with the win. No. But the way they lost, oh, my goodness. And, and you probably know where I'm going to go with this because it's, it's, it's almost like beating a, 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 beating a drum. I, I've been saying it over and over and over again. You're going to say make the kick. I'm going to say make the <laughs> kick and capitalize off the turnovers, right? Points off turnovers, 7-3 in favor of the Ravens, right? And also I look at this game and, and I look at it at the half and I'm thinking this should be – this should really be a 14-6 game right now in favor of the Niners at halftime, right? You had a couple key plays there uh, in the first half um, that, that were huge, right? You, you had the, uh, the, the turnover, of course, that led to, to a touchdown, right? That led to yeah. seven points. Mm-hmm. That was how Baltimore was able to get on the yeah. board. Short and then, field, yeah. And, and on a short field. And then you had the stop on fourth down. But it's called back because of roughing the passer, right? And they ended up getting into the end zone um, at, at the end of that drive as yes. well. And, and me being a realist, I'm like, hey, if it's fourth down right there, they kick it. Justin Tucker's not missing that field goal, right? He's the best kicker in the league, right? Uh, I give you the three points yeah. there, right? And so, it was a penalty on the yeah, fourth down. It, it, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was a penalty. Low hit, I believe, on that one. And, and so, But I'm thinking this should really be a 14-6 game right now, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, that was just kind of the tell, tell for me, right? The margin of error – in these types of games, it's immensely very slim. slim. It's very slim, absolutely, and that's the way it should be. And and it cost the yeah. Niners. Of course, that's what happens and if you if you make a mistake. Sports is about mistake management. Pro sports is about mistake management. It's not it's not about playmaking. You're you're you get paid to make plays. It's about mistake management. You have to be where you're supposed to be. You have to make the plays that you're supposed to make. You can't create those mistakes because that's on you as a player. And you try to do everything you possibly can from a practice standpoint, from a game plan standpoint, to put yourself in position to not make that mental error, that physical mistake. You know physical mistakes are going to happen, but you want to minimize them as much as you possibly can. That's pro sports. I wasn't as worried going into this game. You weren't. I wasn't devastated. I remember us talking about this, and, and you were talking about how they're going to score 30 points. And remember I told you, I said, the Niners, they're not going to give up 30 points to this team. At least this defense is too good. I was like, the Ravens aren't going to score 30 points. 
and and, and I knew that. And I, that's why I was like, three scores, they'll win. If they can get if they can get twenty one points, they'll win the game. And that's how I felt going into it. Um, fumble, short field. It's a good offense. It's very difficult. And, and once once the Ravens get across the fifty yard line, you're basically in four down territory. It's hard to stop a team from getting four yards, uh, ten yards in four plays. It's very difficult. That's what you have to deal with. So the turnover in the short field, they got the seven out of it. I don't feel bad about the defense in that situation. That's just, not at all. That's tough to all. defend. That's tough. That's just very tough to defend. You can't from you. You got to stop giving the ball away when you get hit. You cannot drop that little brown baby. I keep saying that. You have to protect it, that little brown baby. Precious. You have one. It's precious. You you have to hold on to it's that precious. baby for dear life. You got to. There's too much involved in it. Too many people. Too many people's hopes and dreams are tied to that little brown baby. <laughs> and Jimmy, you can't just let it go. That's how it is. I see you laughing at it, but it's true. It's the, it's the Th- truth. That's the thing. That's the, that's the thing. And I'm using your, that analogy. You know, yeah. the hopes and dreams that you have, how precious that little baby is. That's how, that's how guys fit. You cannot just drop it. You have to hold on to it. I'm not saying you're not going to get hit. I'm not saying it's not hard to do. But you can't let it go. You yeah. have to understand that. And it's difficult. So you had your opportunities. This is like, this is like the um, Seattle Seahawks game. You played a game, you played a team, a very good football team, put yourself in position to win that game if you execute. This was a game that you were in position to tie and possibly go on to win if you execute the opportunities that you had created through that game, through the weather, through the tough opponent, through the ebb and flow of the game. And they didn't execute. And I say all the time, there, there are multiple plays in a game, but they come down to a play at some point. Games can come down to a play. Execute the field goal. The fumble had already happened. All of these things had gone on. The defense had given you opportunities. The offense had given other opportunities, scored when they had chances to execute. And, and that's, that's what I say. You go down. That's, that's, you got to make that kick. I'm not saying it was easy. I saw the other guy execute theirs. That's your job. You have one job. Yeah. He literally has one job. One job. He doesn't kick off. He does, he's, the, he's the only person on the team has one <laughs> that job. has one job. Okay. One job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you ask him to do one thing. Everyone else has, some, has multiple things to do. He, so do your one job, and you're there. So I'm not devastated. You lost in a tough environment to the best team in the league and you played them toe-to-toe with an opportunity in their house to tie that game at the end of the go end of regulation the tied i feel good about where the niners are as a football team i do you you called it too you talked about the the speed of this team, the speed of this defense, and and I, I I was baffled by just how quick that Ravens offense, how fast that Ravens offense was. Watching them in person when they took on the Rams on Monday mm-hmm. night, and the fact that that the Niners defense even looked faster than, than the Ravens offense at times. I, now, um, are you going to ever start believing me? <laughs> I told you, you know, that, and that was the thing when when Lamar Jackson is going to make some plays, and I said that, but. Uh, Lamar makes a lot of plays where he can just simply run around contain and beat people to the edge, and you didn't see that happening. When he's trying to take off and get outside, guys 
can get to them. They can take the angle. They are fast. This is a very long, fast defense, which is going to make it difficult for anyone. But when you have those quarterback runs and you can go straight downhill, he's going to make some plays. I, I know that. He's going to make some plays. I'm not real thrilled at the way Salah had them playing. There, there are some there are some rules that you have to you have to to um, implement when you're playing uh, an option quarterback. Yeah. There's there are some just some simple and I know that's going to a Division two school. We played a lot of running quarterbacks in my four years, so I understand that there are different rules, different different game plan that are put in place, game plans that are put in place strictly for a running quarterback that defy all the other rules that we would ever have in certain defenses. They didn't really implement that, and it kind of, it, and it sort of cost them. Not to the point where I say it cost them a game, because look, they were still in the game. But I feel good about it because I think you could change some of those things you, and take some of that away. Yeah, yes, definitely correctable. Yes, um, was there are some I, times I feel good. where, where, and first of all, the Ravens. I'm sorry, just say this. You may never see the Ravens again. You might not see them again. Thank you. You may never see them again. You might not see them again. But there was there was some time, especially the one thing that that stood out to me were just the. The times on the edge where they would just crash down and nobody would stay with Lamar, and he yes. was able to get around the edge yeah. and, and get those chunk plays. Yeah, you I think, see, Defoe just crashed yeah, down. Yes, and and, yeah, and and Bosa was not immune to it. Like it, yes. it happened. And I think that I think you talk about things to correct. I think it starts right there. Um, Jimmy G, and I haven't said this, but it's been bothering me, and I've been thinking about it for quite some time now. I feel like he holds on to the ball too long at times, and that's good and bad. That's good and bad because he holds on to the balls. You understand that you have some late uh, developing routes. That's a part of this offense. You think think about some of the some of the, the the cross action. Some of the you know you have delayed routes because guys will stay in and block and then they'll come all the way across the field. Those take time. So if you have a quarterback that's not willing to stand in the pocket, knowing that he's going to take the hit because he's given his guys an extra beat to come open, you can't run those routes. The flip side of that, the downfall to that, is that you may have a quarterback that is accustomed to holding on to the ball a little bit longer because he thinks I can get an extra beat to get the ball to someone, and that can cause a sack. So, or so, a fumble. Or a fumble. Well, the, well, the fumble, you just got to hold on to the ball. You know you're there. You can't, you can't fumble the ball when you get hit. It, it, you, just, you just can't do that as a quarterback. Not, again, it's not easy. But that's just something that you simply can't do. You have to protect the ball at the quarterback. Michael Vick was a tremendous player at the quarterback position. One thing that I do know about Michael Vick, and I bet if you go back and you check the stats on it, Mike was good to give you a turnover opportunity a game. Yeah. Because he was going you hit him, he was gonna fumble the ball. You you knew that. And once and the thing about it, what happens when you when you get the reputation as a fumbler? You become a fumbler because everybody's trying to take the ball from you. And you fumble a lot more because guys are trying to take the ball a lot more. And that's that's one thing with, with Mike Vick. He would give up the ball a lot. Garoppolo's doing that. He's got to stop. He, he's got he's got to stop it. And, and he's been holding on to the ball quite a bit. And I, I, like you said, I mean, th- those those sorts of things, they cause, they cause sacks. They cause fumbles. That, that one fumble was – Immensely costly, uh, in my opinion, because it led directly to seven. It's a short field, yeah. and and it led directly to to a touchdown. This, this Niners defense, though, we, we can't stop saying enough good things about them. They said something bizarre, something just crazy during the broadcast. 
the the Ravens hadn't punted in like 27 straight <laughs> possessions or something like that with yeah. Lamar Jackson in the game. And the Niners forced them into a couple of punts uh, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that is just berserk. Like, what this offense was able to do, the numbers that they were putting up, and this Niners defense still able to hold them to just 20 points. We, we talked about, you know, the edge and, and them not necessarily – playing the quarterback or like you said hitting him every single time but what were some of the positives what, what were some of the things that they did that allowed them to just to just hold that team to to just 20 points oh, well they tackled very well and that's something that this defense does in general they tackle well uh so you know they they limited the huge gains they didn't get the big breakout plays even uh, you know, and, never, and I saw someone say that Lamar, and I think it was Tony Dungy said Lamar Jackson picked, you know, stood in the pocket and just picked them apart. Yeah, what, 150 yards. I don't think he had that that's, much. That's high school. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I, I mean, that's high school yardage. You, you. That, that's that's. I mean, I, I didn't see him picking anybody but, apart. But, but, in but all I'm honesty, saying, he, he he completed some passes, but that was that was 105 yards. Okay, so that, I mean, that's 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 a that's a high school quarterback. That's 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 nothing in the NFL a for a quarterback division high school. Yes, exactly. Quarterback. <laughs> exactly. That's that's nothing for an, for an NFL quarterback. That type of passing yardage. Uh, so they didn't give up the big plays that we've seen a lot of people give up. You didn't even hear Hollywood's name called. Uh, you know this. You know, and, and he's been making big plays for these guys. Um, there, there are just that. That's the part that this defense uh, continues to show week and week, week in and week out that. They, I've always said it's repeatable what they do. It's not flukish. They play sound ball across the board. They normally make the proper adjustments when something's going wrong. Uh, And that's the impressive part to me. They can play with anyone, any style. And if they see this team again, it's only going to, I just see things getting better for them. I don't think they're going to, you know, digress. Speaking of which, I, I saw Hollywood run a crossing route. And I saw the pass intended for him get broken up by one Fred Warner. And mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, that was the play of the game. I, How on earth is Fred Warner? And I, when I saw, it, I saw it live, and then it started to make its rounds on social media. When I saw it live, I had to do a double take. I was like, wait, is that Warner? I was like, wait, is that Hollywood? Is that, is that really a PBU on one of the fastest receivers uh-huh. in the entire game right now? How is Fred Warner able to, to, to stay step for step with, with a guy like Hollywood Brown on a route like that? Well, football is leverage and angles for a defender. This is about leverage and angles. And, it's, and it's, if, I t- if you hold the proper leverage, leverage, you take the correct angle. It's not about being where a guy is. It's about being in position to where the ball is going to arrive. That's why I say all the time, Fred Warner hunts wisely. He is the man. He understands the game. When you understand where someone is trying to go, it's much easier to meet them there. When you're trying to figure things out and you're chasing guys around because because you're uninformed as to what an offense is trying to do, football is hard to play. Once you start figuring it out as a defender, where they're going, and you know how to do the math, you take the correct angle, you can get there. And even when you're running with a guy, you know where you're, where, where, how, how to defend him and where to go. Because understand something, this is one thing about being on the field. You're not running a 100-yard dash. A 4-2 guy, okay, he's a 4-2. I don't have to run a 4-2 to cover a 4-2 guy. And then on top of that, I real talk, I 
I can't even remember after after year five in the NFL. I can't even remember a time I ran full speed in a game where I was on the field running full speed because you you don't have to. Because remember, the game is about doing everything as fast as you can under control. Usain Bolt can outrun everyone. Yeah, straight ahead. If Usain Bolt has, can he run that fast and then break it down and run an out route? No. Move his hips. No. Change directions. No. Probably not. Huh? So that's that's so the game is not about that. So how can Fred Warner do? How can he cover that guy? It's knowing where he has to be, how to get there. So this may be one of those times where he has to go all out, knowing how to get to that spot, but he's able to do it. And you know, with that length, that helps. Understanding the angle of a ball, the ball is going to have to come in. All of these things come into play. It's it's not just lining up, lining up chasing a guy. What a lot of people think, you're just out there running around following a guy trying to figure it out. It's like, no, I'm trying to meet you at the intersection. Fred's good at that. The This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We are located wherever you find your podcast so if that's stitcher if that's spotify if that's TuneIn, if that's itunes wherever you're listening to us right now go ahead and hit that subscribe button that follow button subscribe rate and review um little housekeeping here what did we learn um in case you're new to the show uh congratulations we're all new to the show <laughs> um after a niners win we hand out game balls after a loss no it's one what, gets a game ball. It's what did we learn? Yes, that's right. Because you don't get so, game balls. I don't care how good your game was. So yeah, Ed mentioned uh, way back when on this very podcast that there are so many things that could be learned through a loss. So what did we learn about this 49ers team following this loss to the Ravens? Uh, I like what's going on with this team. That number one, that they are good mutters. They are good bad weather. They are good bad weather team. That's a very important thing. There are a lot of teams that aren't built to go on the Mutter. road. Is that play. a horse racing term? Um, well, yes, and football as well, <laughs> um, because it's a horse racing term. My coach always used it. My college coach always used it because when you get bad weather, you get rain. Depending on the field that you're on, can you play on a sloppy field? There are some there are some teams that just aren't built for it. There are some clubs that are built to play on fast tracks, period, which makes sense. A lot of it is your, the division that you're in. Um, if, if, you are on a, if you are in a turf division where most of the teams have the field turf and things like that, you don't necessarily want to. You don't need the big, trotting, strong guys. You want fast guys. You want speed guys because that's how you're going to play. That's the game that you have the ability to play. Uh, but how your team is set up may not necessarily work outside of your division because remember you're going to build your team to compete within your division first the Niners have shown me after what they did with with the um, Seattle Seahawks now going on the road what they did in Washington that bad weather game wasn't a good team but but the elements change things how do you have to play that defense can play in those conditions you go to Baltimore very good team very good offense the defense you were able to play in those conditions and shut down somewhat an offense that had just been so explosive. You definitely, you're not going to stop it, but you definitely slowed it down. You contained it to a point that you gave yourself an opportunity. That's good to know. I have, that puts me in a comfort uh, area if they have to go on the road in the playoffs. I'm not concerned about it. This team can go on the road and win a playoff game. There are some teams that I look at right now, I don't know if New Orleans can go on the road and win a playoff game. I don't know if Green Bay 
I actually I don't think, and I said that to the people in Green Green Bay. That team's not built to go on the road and win a playoff game. They're they're not. They they need home field advantage and hopefully that cold. And trust me, that cold will shut you down. I've been there. Twenty four. Actually, it was twenty three below. I played. That in don't that. even make no sense. Your body shuts down. I don't that, even it, know. It makes, I can't even fathom it makes that. A difference. I was a, I was on a better team. I'll go to my grave knowing I was on a better team that, than what they had, but. We, our, our bodies shut down. You can't play in it. But that team can't go on the road. This Niners team, I think, can go on the road. Um, I don't want to go to Green Bay. But they can go on the road and play. So that's something that I learned. What they do, I've said it. It's repeatable. You can carry it. When you go on the road, you have to pack your defense. You have to pack your special teams. You can't count on your offense on the road. This team can win. In those situations, when it matters, I do believe they'll be able to. I think they're they're going to learn something from this loss. If the playoffs were to start today, they would have to go on the road. They'd be headed to Jerry's World for a first round matchup with Dak Prescott, and they would beat the brakes off of Dallas. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned. About Dallas that. is an average team, but like you said, I, I don't want to go to Green Bay. Yeah. I, no, I nobody wants to go to I, Green Bay. I don't Green go to Bay Green, doesn't want to be in Green Bay. I don't want to go to Green Bay. Yeah. I, and and for that matter, I don't even know if that I want to go to. I mean, you look at Green Bay, you look at New Orleans, you look at Seattle, right? Those are three places that I, if I have my choice, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't want to go to any of those places, right? Um, what I learned from this game... I'd pick New Orleans out of all of those. If I had to pick one of all those, three, I'd pick New Orleans. Yeah, and, you know, revisionist history shows that they can lose at home in the playoffs, as they did last year to the Rams in the NFC title game. Go ahead, say it. I know you're going to say it. Oh, well, they didn't. They, I mean... I mean, well, they lost the game. I mean, you know, they, they lost the game. That, that's true. I mean, yeah, that was a horrible call, but they, they should not have lost the game, but they lost the game. For the, the win. Game. For the win. That was, that was it. Um, we know that. So and you know that. What, so what I – You know that was a bad call. It was a bad call. That 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 cost them a Super Bowl. It, it was, but New, New Orleans was the best team in the yeah, NFL last year. They is, should have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it was a bad call. I agree that it was a yeah. bad call. But I think where you and I differ on this one is I don't know that – that necessarily if that call is made i'm still not sure if that sure. call is made they win the game i'm still not sure they win the game i'm though. sure i'm not that, I'm i think that's sure. where that's where we differ on that's where I'm we differ sure on because this I, I can tell you because the part of it that would have happened if they if that if that play is called if that penalty is thrown the rams feel as if as though they've lost the game that's the thing about it these guys would know okay all they have to do is kick a field goal it's yeah. over and and, and the, the, that's why i don't think it's over, over. It was kickers done. man no. saints have a history of kickers tricking field goals in 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 playoff situations in big games not that one it's it's happened not that one yeah I, I don't even know if that kicker is even still there now to be, be perfectly he, honest he would have been he would have he would have been, <laughs> been the grand marshal of the parade <laughs> <laughs> okay hey, i've been to that parade it is legit um so th- th- here's what I learned. I learned Kyle Shanahan okay. has no bias, and he's going to go with what's working, as what was evidence in Radio Raheem. Absolutely. My I boy yeah. went off. I see, you know, I've been screaming for it all season long ever yeah. since. You know, Obviously, Coleman gets back. Breida gets back. Those guys are all healthy, so we haven't seen as much Radio Raheem. But, man, he bought you, out. It and took it was you this long to learn that? I wasn't sure. I, how are you not sure about well, that? Well, he wasn't getting the carries. Well, but no, and it wasn't like Breida and Coleman have been lightening, lighting but, the world up. But look at it. Look at it. Every game leading up to this, he would go with the hot hand. If Breida came out and was hitting it early, he'd stick with Breida. If Coleman came out and he started hitting it, he would stick with Coleman. 
He's done that with Radio Raheem. And then we've had some games where the run wasn't the major factor, where it had to go to the quarterback. But you think about games where running was a major factor. He's always gone with the hot hand. I, that's something that I, I was asked about that on the, on on Tiki and Tyranny show the other day, and, I, and they were like, "Where did this guy come from?" I was he's like, "Been there." I was like, "He's been there." I said, "It just hasn't been his turn." I said, "Whenever his," I said, "You've seen him have good games." I said, "When it's his turn," and just what you said, I said, "Kyle's going to go with the hot hand. He, whoever that is." I said, "If it's the quarterback, he'll stick to the quarterback. If it's a particular running back, he sticks to the running back. That's what Kyle that, does." There were a couple times where I would have liked to see more Radio Raheem. I feel like there are a couple times where Breida and 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 Tolman, Coleman kind of didn't have it going, and I, and I was kind of clamoring for Radio Raheem. Um, I want to say it was a Seahawks game. I, I, I'd have to go back, but it, it's on one of these podcasts, though. Yeah. I, I mentioned it. Kyle before. has yet to disappoint me. Um, I'm I'm I, I'm all in with Kyle and his ability to figure out what works in the moment because you you always have a game plan, but he has a really good feel for saying this is what is happening right now. These are adjustments I need to make with my offense. I I'm I'm okay with him. It, the other thing I learned in this one is we all need to get us somebody that believes in us as much as Kyle Shanahan believes in Jimmy Garoppolo. Three times on fourth and short situations. Throw that thing. He put the ball in his hands. Throw that thing. One of them was a a touchdown to Debo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I forget what the second one was, but the other one ended up being a a deflection. And that never should have been a touchdown. That that was the end of the game. Well, I'm just in that first touchdown. I go back to Marcus. I talk to Marcus Peters all the time, and I would always tell Marcus. What I tell him, he's so undisciplined. So, (laughs) Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters, I said Peterson. Marcus Peters is a first ballot Hall of Fame talent without question. And you've seen some of the things he's already done since he's been in the league. Yeah. He's not remotely as good as he could be if he was if he were disciplined. He has no discipline whatsoever. <laughs> Fourth and two, I would have so intercepted that ball. I have never in my entire career go back weird. and check. I never gave up a ball in that situation because I know there are some things that you – do you know the fear in an offensive coordinator <laughs> to throw a deep ball on fourth and two? Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't even know if that was the play. Like, I'm not yeah. sure if that was just Jimmy just being Jimmy. It, it, probably because an offensive coordinator does not want to call that play yeah. because the, uh, that's that's the that's the lowest um, that's the lowest percentage throw in football. It's hard to complete a deep it, it, ball. Shock the heck out of me. And so, so from a defensive back standpoint. There are two things I'm playing for right now. If I'm lining up on you, I'm going to press you because I can't just play off and let you just catch a hitch and fall for the first down. So I'm going to shove you in the face, and then once I know, if you outside release, there, there, there are only there's only if the ball's not coming right now, there's only one other route you're trying to run, and I'm just going to go pick it off because yeah. it's coming. I'm looking for the ball and going to get it. But back to that, back to your trust. You're right. That's a lot of trust to allow the quarterback to, to put it in his hands. In those situations, which, again, you should feel good about. And didn't you already know that? You're saying you, something you learned. You didn't already know he trusted him? I mean, on fourth and short? I, but, I'm, but no. But forget, that many did, times? And in, inclement not, weather also? Did you not know? You, but you didn't know that Kyle already trusted him. I, that I knew. I, I knew he trusted him, but I, I don't know necessarily to that extent. I, I do. And that you know was what? baffling to me. That was eye-opening. I See, I... It 
It wasn't to me. Three times on it fourth and short. It wasn't Especially to me. the way. Okay, the first one, the running game hadn't really got going. Like, mm-hmm. I can see that, right? But those last two, especially the way Radio Raheem had been running the ball, um, I was I was a little stunned. But I was I mean, a little but stunned. High, but it, it's it's honestly a higher, and I don't even I'm not even sure. And I'd have to go back and watch it again. It's a higher percentage like, play. If I don't you even know if they it. were necessarily play action. I think we're just like here, yeah, Jimmy, drop back and throw it. Yeah, higher, <laughs> higher percentage play. You know, when you when you got all the big bodies. We're not that, talking screens. But you got all the big bodies right there trying to stop the short yardage. Right, take a shot. I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with that, and Kyle has already shown me that he understands. So the trust factor with Jimmy, that's not it. When I when I saw him take the ball out of Jimmy's hands a few games back, when Jimmy was just trying to give it away, I think that was Seattle, and he stopped allowing Jimmy to throw the ball down the middle of the field. It was like he understand, and that's what I said. He really understands his quarterback. He has no problem with Jimmy throwing the ball 30, 40 times, but he also understands when Jimmy's in a rhythm and when Jimmy's not and when he's feeling comfortable and what he what he's capable of doing in that moment. So that, that one didn't shock me, but I'm glad you finally learned that. Yeah, I, it, it was it, it it was somewhat surprising. It really yeah. really was. It really really was. Um this is our ED episode. Second round draft pick out of Jacksonville well, you, State. You don't need to tell everybody all my business. Man. I'm telling them all your business. All, you all pro, Super Bowl me. champ. This is not this about man me. spent six years in the colors, and yeah. um, and it's still their fault. Should have been there the entire time. Even though I enjoyed myself in Carolina, but this is my fault. I mean, it's not my fault. I had no intentions of going. Did yeah. not want to leave. Didn't know anything else. So all these, so that story, and everyone always said, "Oh, he loved for the money." No. No, because if I was going for the money, I would have been a Detroit Lion. Detroit offered me so much money. True story. Detroit offered me so much money that they scared me. I, 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 because remember, you weren't having the big contracts back then, and they this free agency was just getting going. And they offered me so much money that I was like, what What do they want from me? Yeah. And not, not only that, they wouldn't let me leave. Detroit, they, they literally laid a check out in front of me. Like, like a check with my name on it out in front of me wouldn't take me back to the airport for my next visits. Wouldn't let me leave. I, I literally had to sneak out of the building. They were holding you hostage. They were holding me hostage. <laughs> yes, they were. To call for backup. They, they wouldn't let me go. And the Niners, contrary to popular demand and belief, the Niners, when when it was being put into the papers in the Bay Area that Eric is our number one priority, they never made me a contract offer. People, I couldn't sign with the team when I don't have a contract offer. There, there was nothing I could do. Where is Anniston, Alabama? Anniston, Alabama is in northeast Alabama. So it's um, about a little over an hour from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, about an hour from Birmingham. It's like right on I-20 wow. in between the two. Um, and there was, a, there was an Army base there, Fort McClellan. It's been closed. It was the MP base where they trained all the um, – what they trained all the um, uh, military police. They used to train them there. That was one of the main things. And it was like a little factory town. Remember Chalk Line that used to do all the starter? Um, hat, you remember starter? Starter you know, jackets? Make, yeah, starter jackets yeah. and all that. that. They had a main plant in my town. So that shut down. You know, the, the military base closed. Um, it also, it was like it was like one of Wait, the um, starter jackets. It was one of the hometown? depots where they kept like when back in the day, you, you're too young for this, but they would like chemical weapons and stuff they used to keep in my town. Um, you know, they had this big thing, whatever, like Buffalo and stuff out 
this was huge. But we found later on that's why they kept the chemical weapons and stuff out there. Chemical weapons. Oh uh, yeah, it was one that was oh, wow. so that was there. So it was like a, a Monsanto plant. Um, yeah, it was just like a factory town. Yeah, so um, probably I don't know, maybe I don't know, fifteen, twenty thousand people. But Sounds like quite a cornucopia of uh, a lot of things going on there. No, in there wasn't a lot. There thing. were things. There was nothing going on but sports. I, I mean, mean, you're talking about I mean, weapons and and starter I, well, jackets. Well, I, I mean, mean that's but, a but that that's was, the whole gamut. But that was. I mean, it was it was just a you know it was a it's a factory town, man. That was it was just a southern town. They came they come and put things up and and that was the lifeline. And when those things shut down, it's a ghost town now. Yeah, twelve interceptions with the Niners. Um, 25 well, 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 no. in five years with the Panthers. No, I had to, you know what? It's funny. I had 12 with the Niners. I wish they, if if not for Tim Harris, um, and and I'm trying to think, Tim Harris, I'm trying to think of the other guy that took, yeah, Ricky Jackson took a couple from me, like legitimate picks where they would just come in like five steps later and hit the quarterback, and then it's a late hit on the quarterback, so they take it from me. <laughs> you know, it, it kill me. Kill, Tim Tim took four from me in one year, one season. He took in the in the in the Super Bowl season. You look at I had one pick in the regular season. I had four other ones that Tim literally took away from me. Yeah. For late hits, I'm one, still mad about that. One pick right here. Yeah, I had 94. one. Yeah. Yeah, I had one then. Then I got four in the playoffs. But I had another four in the regular season. That would have been a pretty good year. Actually, it was still a pretty good year. Nice. Well, this was our AD episode. Niners traveled across country to take on the Ravens, came, uh, ended up losing that one, and then all of a sudden Monday night found themselves in fifth place in the wild card. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the the Niners found themselves, and and this is really getting me. I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm hearing it on Sports Talk. Uh, You know, everyone is like all of a sudden, like the Niners are in fifth place all of a sudden. Are the well, Niners? We, we've well, talked but, about but, this. But, it's uh, either first or fifth. Okay, but 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 the thing about it now that it's a reality, are the Niners a bad football team? All of a sudden, absolutely. Well, are they a bad football team? That that had me on another rant because all, all of a sudden I was hearing a narrative that all of a sudden the Niners are a good team now because they lost a close game to the Ravens, which kind of well, kind of well, yeah, pissed me off a little funny, bit. It's funny. It's funny to me, but everyone's like, "Oh, they're in trouble now because they are the fifth seed." The Niners They're can, not in trouble. It's just not ideal. It's it, well, well, okay. Everyone wants home playoff games. Everyone wants that. I get it. I understand. They are still in position to do that. We talked about this way, way back when the Niners were undefeated. I told you they're going to lose football games. Yeah. That's going to happen. The quest, the, the the deal is just to win as many as you possibly can to get yourself in the best possible positioning going in. Because nothing else matters until you get into the dance. This right here is just where is your seat going to be at the dance. You're just trying to figure out what table you're sitting at. Nothing else matters. And then it's about who you match up best with. It doesn't matter where you play. Because if I'm better than you, I don't care where I play you. Unlike basketball, football players don't go off into that. Basketball players, it, it, they, I still say they are the weakest-minded athletes well, it, on planet it, Earth. There's a difference. No, there's, there's a huge no difference. difference. Yeah, there's no difference. Refs officiate the game differently on the road than they do at home. That happens in football as well. Refs officiate games differently on the road as well. They, I mean, it, they, because they are human like beings. If you watch the NBA playoffs. No, the difference. That the home team gets the calls. No, the difference is the difference is that in a football game as opposed to a basketball game, 
the others the others don't show up on the road. You that, the team that has the others because the star. This is the thing: a star is going to be well, a star. Star plays wherever. A star plays wherever. Role players tend to play better at home. The others, yeah. yes, yeah. because they go on the road, and and the the dimensions of the court haven't changed. The free throw line is in the same spot. The rim is in the same spot. But for some reason, guys can't do it. It's in their head. That doesn't happen to football players. Football players, a, 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 if a team is if a team is going to beat you. By thirty at home, they'll beat you by thirty on the road. Football is—that's just the way it is. If a team can match up and play you a close game, you saw that with Arizona. Look at Arizona. That's not a good football team, but Arizona against the Niners, because they're within the division, you're built to play the people within your division. Look, it was the same game, home and away. It, with Seattle, it's going to be the same game, home and away. Because the mindset of guys is different. Basketball players are just soft that way. So, back to what I was talking about. I don't care about the Niners going on the road. I don't, I don't care. They can, I would prefer it to be a home game. Yes, because I want. I personally want well, to feel I, the gene. I, I, I want Levi to feel that. I want Levi to create some history and start moving forward. But, but I think it's about the buy also, though. Oh yeah, well, of course you. I think the, course, the buy is of more. Of course you is want the, the buy. Most so that's, that's what I'm saying. I want the buy. I would like that. I would definitely like for them to have the number one seed and have all the playoff games. I would like for the NFC Championship to happen at. Levi Stadium, Absolutely. and they win that game so that the Bay can feel that again and Levi can feel that, and those fans that have never experienced that can feel that. Do I fear that the Niners can't make it to the Super Bowl if those perfect conditions aren't there? No, they can still make it. This team is good enough to do that. Yeah, and they were undefeated on the road up until Sunday. That's their first, exactly. their first road loss of the season. Um, you're right. Yeah, six career interceptions in 12 career postseason games. Four of those came in that 94 year. Yeah. One of those in the Super Bowl against the Chargers. This has been our ED episode. The great number 25. All business out there, man. All your business. You know, it's funny. You were like, all you're right. All your business. You are like, you're right. You said, like, like, I didn't know. It was funny. You're right. <laughs> you did. You just said it like I didn't know. It's, it's, it's funny to me because some, some guy – Pro pro guys, they know their stats. Yeah, well, well, other guys, they inflate their stats. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you know exactly what you do, and guys know. Pro guys know their which stats. which I find can hilarious. I, you, I can tell you why pro guys know their stats because pros contracts. No, 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 no. Pros for the most part, you know what you pay attention to. You don't think about the things that you did well. You have a vivid, vivid remem- uh, remembrance of the things that didn't go the way you wanted them to. Uh-huh. So those other things just kind of fall in between. That's why it's easy. To, it's easy to remember your stats because you remember the things that went wrong. That, that's what that's that's what keeps you up at night. So it, it's it's really easy to think about those outliers because that's what the, that's what the the big plays, the good plays. Those are just outliers. Yeah. You spend you spend more time thinking about the other stuff. It's not like you focus on the good stuff. Like like this is what I did well and all this stuff. You think about the things that could have gone better. Because even in those games, even those playoffs. I can I can think about the things that I wish had gone differently in all of those playoff games. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We uh, big Saints game coming up this week. Yes, Niners head down to the Super Superdome. We'll be back later on this week to break that one down as they take on Breeze and Company. And another really good, although probably underrated defense uh, of the New Orleans Saints. So we'll be back later this week to break that one down. This has been our ED episode. <laughs> hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy- hope you enjoyed it.
Maybe Mr. we'll get 25 er- people to listen to. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. After that loss, I think we went down to seven listeners. So oh, I don't know. I'm man. not sure. We got to get the double Hey, digits. you know how these bandwagons go in California. Anywho, this has been the Believe not in Niners 49ers. Fans. They're not bandwagon Podcast on the Believe that. Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We'll see y'all later this week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.